Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. We continue with John 8, okay, where we left off in the last episode. You know, Jesus just keeps having these intense moments after intense moments after intense moments. Reminds me of a series of books uh, that a guy named uh, 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 Geyer, Geyer, what was his first name? Was it Ken Geyer? Yeah, Ken Geyer. Uh, a series of books which were just phenomenal. I'm not big and huge on what people call devotional books. And when they say, oh, we're having devotion, uh, usually when somebody says uh, we're having a devotion, at best they'll read a verse and then they tell a story. And most time they just tell a story, you know. <laughs> and so, but anyway, this series of devotional books were phenomenal. Really highly impacted me probably about 25 years ago. And I think they were named something like uh, Intense Moments with the Savior, Incredible Moments with the Savior, and uh, something else that starts with the I Moments with the Savior, okay? And, and that's what we're encountering. We see these things over and over. I do recommend those books, by the way. You, you can get them. Ken Geyer, uh, I actually met him once. Godly guy. Uh, was a ghostwriter for Chuck Swindoll. A phenomenal writer. So anyway, we're seeing these uh, incredible moments. That's what the other eye was. Uh, so um, anyway, uh, we see these moments with Jesus right here. And in John 10, Jesus has declared that I am the good shepherd. And he's using this picture of this motif of sheep and shepherd. So let's pick it up again in John chapter 10, verse 14, and we'll continue. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for my sheep. Now, verse 16. And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. Boy, I tell you, that right there was a loaded statement. Okay, that was a statement that they were thinking, what is he talking about? Though I suspect that the Jewish leadership knew more than they wanted to actually acknowledge. Because what Jesus is saying is there's other sheep that are not of this fold. And if he's been meaning as he's standing there talking that the Jewish people are his sheep, and if that's the assumption that they're making, which is what they would have been assuming, he's saying there's others that are going to be brought, brought in. They're not of this fold, but they're going to be of another fold. And he said, so that there will be one flock and one shepherd. See, the people should have known this. Leadership should have known it. They would have known it uh, in their mind. Now, whether they knew what the truth was in their heart, I don't know. Because this actually goes all the way back. And you know where I'm going. Anytime you say all the way back and you say, where does this start? Where do we see this the first time? It's going to be in Genesis, right? And we actually see it in Genesis chapter 12 and Genesis 15, where God is making covenant with Abram, who became Abraham. And he told him, he said, that all the nations of the world would be blessed. Okay, all the nations. What Jesus is saying is the Gentiles will be included. There will be one flock. And then you see this uh, in the prophets, too. My, you see it in Isaiah. Oh, the passages in Isaiah are amazing. I think it's Isaiah 19, where he talks about how Egypt and Assyria will worship with Israel. Okay, the thing. And these are days yet to come. And sometimes we think, can that ever happen? Like, particularly today, we woke up this morning and uh, Israel and Iran are uh, lobbing missiles at each other. 
And the story, as we understand it right now, and of course you know how this can change, was that Iran fired some 20 missiles from their bases in Syria. Okay, So these are not missiles that are fired from Iran. Uh, these are Iranian soldiers and Iranian uh, resources in Syria, real close, right across the border from Israel. And they fired in the Israel. Well, Israel said, we've had enough of that. And so Israel launched some, uh, I don't know what, 40 jets and missiles and et cetera. And um, the last I saw about 30 minutes ago, just basically annihilated anything that was Iranian in the nation of Syria. Now, we know that this is going to increase because we've, we've actually done some podcasts on that about what's going to be happening in the last days. But when you see it all and when you see what the prophets say, a time is coming where the Jew and the Gentile will be one. Well, we call that the church today if they believe. Okay, the Jew and Gentile can believe unto salvation, and they're the church. But the day is going to come when uh, those that are Egyptians, those that are Syrians, will worship with the Jewish people in Jerusalem. And Isaiah tells us about that. It's really an amazing thing. So anyway, let me read 16, and we'll keep going again. And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. Isn't that great? I must bring them. They will listen. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. Verse 17 now. For this reason, the Father loves me, because I lay down my life, that I may take it up again. Now, he's already reiterated, and we saw this in the last episode and today. He said it two times, maybe three times in this passage right here, that he's going to lay down his life. Lay down his life. I must lay down my life. This is the reason, now we find out why, this is the reason the Father loves me, because I lay down my life. He's laying down his life for the sheep. But look what he says here. Because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. What? He's going to lay down his life. He's going to die. And he's going to die to where he can take up his life again. Yeah, this is a very vivid picture and a foreshadowing of the resurrection. Again, you will see this in the Old Testament. If you're paying attention, you will see that one will come forth like that, okay? And Jesus is now saying, I'm the one that's going to lay down my life. I'm going to die, but I'm going to rise again. And notice he says this, that I may take it up. Well, how's he going to take it up if he is dead? Well, it's just another one of these little hints, another one of these little insights into the wonder and the glory of the triune nature of God. Okay, the power of God the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. And all that happened when Jesus was resurrected from the dead. Let me read this next verse right here, and then we'll be done, I think, for the day, probably, yeah. Verse 18, no one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. He's talking about his life. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my Father. Now, folks, that's just absolutely wild right there. Because he's saying this. Remember, we talked about that in the last episode, I believe, that no one is going to take Jesus' life from him. He's going to lay it down. Okay? They didn't kill him from the point that he could not have done something about it. He offered himself. He lays his life down, and he lays it down according to the authority that he had been given. He had been given authority to lay it down. He had authority to take it up again. He had authority not to lay it down. And you see it with Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, you know, right before he's arrested. And he's saying, Father, if there's any other way, let me know. You know, Jesus knew there wasn't any other way, but he's just checking. 
He had authority to do this. And he says it's by the charge of the Father that he had received this authority. Okay, can you just imagine? You know the impact that these words have on us right now. Can you imagine the impact it had upon them? Well, we don't really have to imagine. Let me just read the next verse because it tells us what happens. Verse 19. There was again a division among the Jews because of these words. <laughs> well, you reckon? Yeah. And it wasn't that the words were divisive, but the words brought division. Because people will say, what does this mean? Does it mean this? Does it mean that? And if you believe, then you're going to think the words mean one thing. If you don't believe, then you're going to think the words mean another thing. I'll tell you what, in our next episode, we'll pick it up and uh, and we'll see what what some of them thought, okay? Uh, again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for uh, staying with me during these times. I uh, do pass the words about these times. And if you feel like the Lord is leading you, go to my website and you'll find a Patreon link there to where you can help support this program. Uh, I, I do this podcast. I uh, do all sorts of things on Twitter and with text, uh, a daily blog, an email blog. Uh, do online Bible studies. You can actually jump online and, and see our online Bible studies, local Bible studies, all sorts of things. And so if you feel like God's leading you to help, that would be greatly, greatly appreciated. Again, I'll see you next time.